Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blood of Kings Season 2 Roundtable. I'm Aubrey, I am your GM, and I mean, more of just, we're here to talk about the season, favorite moments, answer questions, all of that fun stuff. Uh, I will, we will go through, say who's here, and uh, we'll get into things. Uh, if you want to start us off, Aki. Hi, I'm Aki. My pronouns are she, her, and I play... Astrea Soli, who I guess is now Astrea Vlogos, my bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Astrea the Kidnapped is more like it. Yeah, that's right. Triple Princess, you know, all, mm-hmm. the, all those good stuff. Um, yeah. and, and her pronouns are she, her. Uh, Ferris, you're up next. Hello, I am Ferris. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I play Dumisa, who I guess is going back to Vlogos now. Uh, who also uses she, her. Who says they can't? Who says you can't go home again? Oh, it's more of a. Now you don't want to. Stuck in my head. Thank you, Aubrey. You're welcome. Uh, Sparlock, you're next. Hello, I'm Sparlock. I use he/him pronouns, and I play Groon, our uh, formerly cleric, now uh, Flame Oracle, who uses she/her pronouns. Uh, Chile, you're bringing up uh, the end of it. Hi everyone, I am Trula. I play our lovely Ileana Dustwalker Witch, um, who, um, still the question is, is she leaving the cult? Um, uh, our pronouns are she, her, and yeah. Mm. You kind of have to tell the cult you're leaving. I mean, I think I'd get special, I think would get special permission considering one of her friends is related to the man the cult is about. <laughs> God, how are you even going to prove that? It's, I, it's not like I can, I can flash a birth certificate. You know what I mean? That does... Also, he wouldn't even be on the birth certificate. You would need like three birth certificates. See, this is my mom. And you know, the Mad King is her dad. So that makes grandfather. Yeah. It still doesn't matter. If he just magically appears and says it's fine, it's all good. Our one favor. The one yeah. time we what? use his, his goddamn personal cell phone. Yeah. The one time you ask him for a favor is, hey, can you get my friend out of a cult? The cult that technically mm. follows you, by the way. Yeah. That his, he, cult. his cult. He, he, he's like, ah, I have a cult, I guess. Uh, but yes, um, we shall get into things. Um, we, it, you know, let's, let's just start it up, off with our favorite moments of the season. Uh, and this this could be pretty freeform. It's just whoever wants to go first. God, were there any good moments? <laughs> <laughs> now you're suddenly just like, wait, what happened this season? I know. Yeah, I had to do. I, had I got to, do a quick to meet her through. mom. That was a great. Moment. Actually, um, my favorite moment is specifically meeting um Kratos mm-hmm. because I yeah I as a person have been waiting uh about thirty episodes prior, so you know that was. <laughs> That was good. Mm. That was very good. That was wholesome. Yeah. Uh, there, there was going to be a, a fun initial way that you met him. You kind of were going to initially just sort of come across him in the woods. Uh, and uh, it's also initially at the time, you probably weren't going to know that he was your brother. It's just like, wow, you look a lot like me. And then maybe you can extrapolate from there. We have like a Kung Fu Panda 3 moment. Oh, I'm looking for my long lost son. Oh damn! I'm adopted. Well, good luck to you. 
and they're both the only pandas that are technically in existence in that movie because like can uh-huh. cannot canon league like they were all dead or something oh my god kung fu panda yeah i think my favorite part oh boy i'm trying to like think of like stuff that happened early on <laughs> and i can't remember hardly anything um but i did really enjoy the bio walk was good just that whole little the whole little village section that was fun i mean mm. it wasn't happy but it was fun <laughs> Uh, I, I did the uh the fight with the scarecrows was definitely one of my favorite fights of. Also liked uh, the little in you know, the first ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was fun. It was yeah. sour, but all the balls were pretty fun. Yeah, you had not. Mm. You, you had two balls this season. Yes, to make up for the lack of balls <laughs> last season. Ah, balls. We're not wrong. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I actually enjoyed uh, the second Meat Golem fight, which I believe is our third or fourth. No, our third—that's our third Doan assassination attempt. Yep. The one in the temple, but our fourth overall. The one that was just outside of the temple with the fart. Just, oh yeah, that was a good one. That was that a good one, one was good. That one was good. Um, actually, it was pretty memorable. My mm. favorite part was that like it had been a while since I had taken like like a big amount of damage and that damage was specifically getting a like a like a rock or some shit thrown. no it was a corpse it was a smelly farting corpse thrown at me thus ruining the rest of my outfit I, that's that's I did, like all of the assassinations the assassination mm-hmm. attempts were very funny yeah they were fun i mean they were, they were bad but they were fun they were fun fights I kind of liked how they were all like back to back to back. I was like, oh look, another week, another assassination. Yeah, I mean, it's like a John Wick film. You know, they don't give him time to breathe. <laughs> yes, no, you you are correct. That did feel when you think about it that way, and how freak the frequency of it. That was very John Wick of us. Yeah, you just kind of just went from one to another to another. I also like Green burning down that guy's house. Yeah, oh, that was good. Yeah, <gasps> you know I've, what? I've got to say, like before. I I think we might have just saw the same thing with a uh, uh, surprise I heard, but uh, like killing a paladin with crisis of faith. That was good, yeah. But you, this was you, you burning down the evil paladin's house. Yeah, that was that Sweet was moments, like intense, but it didn't have like that instant flare of did that really just happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my other, my other moment. I can't believe we forgot about this. Um, the drunk episode. Yes, oh, yeah, that that was. Oh. That, it was this season. The drunk episode mm. was this season where we just yeah, went ape that. shit. Where everyone except Ileana went ape shit, and Ileana was just like, "I'm gonna take this time to have a break from the rest of you." I'm gonna go take some <laughs> we herbs had quiet in the woods. <laughs> but I mean, like valid though. Like mm. the rest of us are getting drunk off our shits. Or babysitting the drunk ones, and then you went. I'm gonna have some me time. Oh my god, yeah. it's been forever. Never let player characters have access to real world physics objects. <laughs> that was fun though, because uh, especially it's just like I, I set this up as a thinly veiled reference to Jaws because I wanted just a fun little episode where you get to a beach. You can't go to the beach. Why? There's a shark, but the shark is actually a wild shaped druid. I have to. I have to ask. You maybe if you've already answered this somewhere else, but um, 
Did you name the shark Bruce because of Finding Nemo, or was that a coincidence? Um, well, he, technically, yes. It, he's named Bruce after the shark in Jaws, which is which the shark in Finding Nemo is named after. Wait, oh, the yeah, shark had a name that. in Jaws? Uh, yeah, the, they called the um, they called the animatronic Bruce. Oh, okay, okay. Behind the scenes, so, yeah, they called it Bruce because they gave it a name because it was the bane of their existence because it never worked properly. <laughs> Fun. They could just go, God damn it, Bruce. And then the and then when they put him in the Jaws, I think they also call him Bruce in the um when you go see when you go ride the Jaws ride in Universal. I think he's also named Bruce there. That's adorable. That's really cute. Mm. Like they kept they kept it on purpose. Like they kept him named Bruce on purpose. So like technically Disney ripped off Universal, if you want to. And thanks to Wikis, apparently Bruce is named after uh, Steven Spielberg's lawyer, which yep. seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah. He was a smart sure. lawyer. He was a really good lawyer. That's why um, he named him that. So yeah, technically, yes. He was named after the shark in Finding Nemo. Good to know. I think my favorite moment was everyone's reaction to um, Briarsting talking for the first time. <laughs> I think the worst part about that is that we just didn't decide to question it anymore. Too much had happened up until then that a talking cat would catch us off guard. But, you know, we'd come to terms with it. I think around that time. The party came to terms quicker with it than anything. Yeah, well, yeah, because every because out of everything, you know, like triple godhood and and then and then assassination and the sun being a lie and shit like that. You know, it's it's. Talking cat is so much easier to just wrap your head around. We're like Loki also dealing with an apocalypse. I don't know how we're still alive. Pure luck. Pure dumb luck, as McGonagall says in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should um, we move on? I mean, I, I'd say one of my favorite moments is when you all met Surya. Oh, straight up so over there giving her goo goo eyes. Hitting her was for me. I know. <laughs> Straight I, I, hit her physically. Demisa hit her with responsibility. <laughs> Yo. They switched for a moment there. Yeah, it's but she's but she's adorable though. Like I, mm. I do still I do like actively. I do like Serena. But oh mm. gosh, the backhand was well deserved. Yeah. I give her another one, honestly. Just 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 out of sheer you deserve it. <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we can move on now. To the most unexpected moments of the season. Where to start? We have so many to choose from. We, we have to start our way backwards with uh, that cliffhanger. Yeah. That's unexpected for y'all. Um, but <laughs> not for me. Uh, I think my I think the moment that caught me off guard, like absolutely the most, was Grun, like telling on us that. Nobody was there to stop her. I didn't even expect it to happen, to be 100% honest. Like, it's not out, it's not like an out of character thing or, or anything like that. It's 100% within Groon's, like, personality. Um, but I just didn't ever consider it. And, and when it happened, it, when it happened, I like, I, I have, I have like plushies, like, right beside me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grabbed, like aggressively, I had grabbed my Bulbasaur or something like that. Like I had to spend time fixing it. Um, but but yeah, the Groon 
Hmm. The groom telling I, that was like a pearl clutch moment, you know? Uh-huh. That's something that would send your grandmother to the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, Demisa just going, you up to Talon. What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong, because he already knew where we were. He had already met us. He knew what we were doing. He even knew when we were coming back. Yeah, but you know what he didn't, like, plan to do? Anything Probably immediately. Yeah. He was just going to be like, okay, they're there. They probably can't do much. But you had to provoke them. I said oh, the bear. three words to him. That's his problem. If he's provoked by three words that weren't even very intense ones, that's on he, him. He is Estrella's dad. If anything, you know that? thinking runs in the family. You know <laughs> they that? are prepared. They are prepared. Contingency plans. Uh, that was a moment that changed quite a bit for the scene. Uh, because Talon was definitely not going to be a um, a major antagonist, at least until, like, really wouldn't have revealed himself to be as, he really wasn't even going to be that major of an antagonist. Well, he now was, we all hate him. Yeah. But yeah. Now, go off of that, I will say, unexpected moment was mm-hmm. straight up in, what was that, episode one, episode two, and finding out what Talon had done to mm-hmm. Demetra, so, you know. Yeah. That, that's true. That's that true. started this whole thing. Um, I think I think all the lore dumping that kind of happened at once was like I was expecting a little bit. Uh-huh, I wasn't. I was not expecting the whole fucking dark load, you know, like of laundry. <laughs> I was like, expecting something Illinois like being outed. Yeah, no, no. In, in rapid succession, so much happened. We got like Estrella's entire fucking lineage, and then uh, and then we had Ileana be. Ileana's entire fucking backstory, basically. Uh, and then and then afterwards, we had a little bit more with, like, Dewan and stuff. And and then we were just supposed to live with that <laughs> and walk around. Yeah. All calm. Somehow, we, we somehow, out of all of that, Dumisa became the most sane. And, you know, that's a problem. already so far. She was already living down there, so when you all fell down to her level, she's like, oh, hey, I've already got some chairs and popcorn. You all you all need anything? Snacks? Drinks? I got you. It's fine. I've lived and, down here for a while. Yeah, and like two days prior, you found out you had your head probed and memories rearranged. So that's what I mean. Like, you just has some She got it out of her systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like one message. She's like, okay, now I'm good. Moving on. Nice. And she already hated the gods, so like, that was more like, um... Just vindication, really. It was like, oh no, how terrible for everyone else. Like, but you know, also the whole uh, magic is going away if we don't do something. I keep forgetting about that, to be completely honest. Yeah, no, same. It's it, the magic going away, the magic apocalypse. I'm like the fucking back burner for me because there's just a lot more pressing things going on, mm. like the yeah, total yeah. decimation of like two kingdoms. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Torfine. Yep, it's zombies. Like yeah, there's yeah. just so much more. The the tree magic shit is... We have, like, ten years left to do It's that. like knowing it's climate not... change is inevitable, but, like, everything's on fire or underwater, so you kind of got to deal with that first. Exactly. We'll get to it when we get to it. She can stay <laughs> slowly dying. <laughs> I don't know. Bro, can we just deal with our fucking dragons? 
yeah, doppelganger thing was a big thing to me. I think that one was unexpected. That's all yeah. I have to say about that one. Because uh, I did actually roll secret perception checks for you during that whole thing, and just my dice hated you. Like, you were always ro- rolling under 10. And it was just literally, I'm just like, please, please say something so I could make you roll a check and maybe your dice will be better. I'm just saying, it, I actually really didn't even see that coming, period. So there you go. Anybody else have any uh, most unexpected moments? Other than the given one? I mean, I mean, if you want to hear one, I, I can totally do it. But this this is just unexpected for me, in which mm. my thesaurus stroke got stolen twice, yes. right out underneath me, and I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do anymore. Yeah, the joke we came up with for you to say for weeks, weeks, and then Meryl did it twice. Yep. You know, kind of like lower on the tier, mm-hmm. but I did not expect the creepy stalker paladin. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, it's more like, the best way to put it is that it's like an expected unexpected. It's more like, well, I hope it's not this. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Ew. You know, like one of those vibes. I mean, you just, you just took out Gaston. That's a- Good. Yeah. I, I was Very expecting... Le- well, I was expecting less, uh, like, the... He was worse than Gaston. Gaston mm. was what I was expecting, uh-huh. but Gaston isn't like evil. Yeah, Gaston Gaston's is. an asshole. Yeah, you're correct. And, and actually, has a yeah. legitimate thing about you know this princess was kidnapped by a monster. We should go kill the monster. Yeah, he's yeah. just an idiot. Yeah, he's just he's he's just he's gross in the mm. asshole man way, but. He wasn't gross in the now I'll kidnap you. This guy was like, so you won't marry me. Well, you won't have much of a choice really soon. <laughs> Shit, mm. man. <laughs> Granted, Gaston did also lock up Belle. Like, every all the men in her life were kind of locking her up. So, like, I'm saying, not saying he's necessarily on peer with Alexi, but, like, he also mm. did do some of Alexi's crimes. No, valid, valid, but it's like Alexi just did it, like, unprovoked is the best way to put it. Gaston had, if you really want to fight Gaston's, like, point of view, this is a girl who uh, is heavily into her captor, has been captured. Stockholm Syndrome. And and it has, uh, the best way to put it, not the most stable father either. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, you gotta... You gotta at least make sure they're safe while everybody in town goes to kill a demon. Yeah, much. I, I'm not. By the way, I'm not like pro Gaston or any <laughs> we're, shit. We're just but, like Gaston, better than Alexi. Yeah, that that's all I yeah. want to say. Gaston yeah. is like a hundred times better than Alexi. They're both dead and gone to hell. But yeah. like, you yeah. know, like, but we prefer one over the other. That guard captain works very quickly. Oh yeah, nice. That guard captain was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. You were like, we get, we go get the guard. And I just went, okay, I guess I gotta make up a hot guard captain. You didn't have to. Yes, but did. you did. No, no, you no, you didn't, but you did. All, all you did was give Australia a type, unfortunately. 
I forgot you did that. <laughs> no, no, she, no, the guard captain hit on me first. All I did was reciprocate. Yeah. But yes, uh, we can segue into who's everybody's favorite season two NPC. Heron and Winston. Winston. Boys. Winston. I am baby. Um, I always blank on her name, but the girl from the village. Rose? Oh, no, Rose, no, not Rose. Sierra. The be a walk friend. The Sierra? Oh, yeah. She's adorable, yeah. Like in a little sister like type vibe, yeah. Um, Karen I like because because he was made for me to like. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I hate you, man. Fuck. I was like, damn. Uh, Winston, because Winston is amazing. Winston plays along. Winston understands the assignment, and Winston is just ahead. So, yeah. And somehow, like, the best father figure. (laughs) The best father figure in this entire campaign is a demi lich. Yeah. yeah, Had to go to somebody. Yeah. It's okay, Winston. I'm coming for your crown. I like, (laughs) um, a little bit biased, but I, I do quite like my my family. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, that's a good thing. Yes, they're they're nice. They're very they're very um all over the place. There's there's a hint of chaos in, in every single one of them, but like it's way different. Like Australia's just like, haha, I'm an agent of chaos, and um like Atalanta is more like my life is chaos. <laughs> I like this chaos, I just want to break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Theseus is just Theseus. Chaotic gay, the yeah. definition. And Kratos is just like, I would like to for my sister to not be kidnapped for five minutes. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Incredible. We're gonna give five we're gonna, minutes. We're gonna give Kratos gray hair at this point. You think it works. Yeah, it, it would work. It would work on him. He's a good-looking lad, you know. Really good uh, NPCs that I I really enjoyed playing this season. I mean, I think you did amazing with Barsting. I'm not gonna lie there. <laughs> I know it's not technically an NPC, but I I just I kind of hoped because I kept being like, hey, you can make this cat talk if you want. It's one of your familiar abilities. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna make this cat talk. Aubrey just got sick of waiting around for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we guess we shall move on to the moments you'd like to see in season. I'd like to see my friends again. <laughs> I'd also like that's to see given. us rescuing her. Given. I'd like to see I don't think that's on the menu. I, I would like to get this egg hatched. Or at least the curse broken at this point. I don't even... I Like, I wanted to hatch the egg, but now I'm like, oh god, this fucking egg. Dragons. Oh, you're gonna be so, such a handful. You know? Mm. It's like raising, like, six babies, but it's just one very illegal being. Yeah. More dragons than you thought, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a lot more. To, um, I would like my 14 episodes of yearning. <laughs> yeah. It's probably gonna be that, that many. Mm-hmm. This is to one person in in the in the call uh, in particular. I'm aware. It's on the plan. It's on the agenda. <laughs> agenda yearning. Episode one yearning check. Episode two yearning check. <laughs> I'd like to see some of the guest NPCs that we've had come back. 
That would be kind of fun. Like, oh my god, we see Joanna again. We're like, have you seen Mexico yet? The answer is no. But, you know, maybe maybe I'd also like to go to Mexico. <laughs> maybe we all deserve to go to Mexico. Maybe. I mean, you know, definitely uh, the, these, the times you've seen them already, more likely than not, especially for a couple of them, they will probably be back. I like our guests. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. all been pretty great. Um, I guess the uh, anybody else have any moments they'd like to see in season uh, three? I do. Yeah, I want Groon needs to meet Heavy again, and this Heavy. is either going to be great or terrible. I have no idea which. Um, but yeah, that's because there's there, there's a little stressor there now. Yeah, just a little. Uh, Trilla, you, heavy. Yeah. yeah, Trilla, do you have any uh, moments you'd like to see in season three? I can't think of any off the top of my head right this second. I feel like I feel like if I say the things that I want, because you and I've been talking, it's going to give uh-huh. the game away, and I don't want to give the game away. I mean, doesn't have to. Eh, I'd say too much. Yeah, you know my fair. mouth. <laughs> I, 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 out of out of this call, know what you want to do in season. Uh, but you don't have to say it, yeah. at least in, in a way that uh, people are going to hear. Yeah, there, there's uh, just a lot of oh, Ileana growth and lore dropping growth is good. Growth that I'm ready growth for. And lore. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the next question is, why did you instantly hate the revealer so much? Such a fucking bitch. All right. Now, listen, I don't this know. Is it's an the air. Clarification. Is is the air? It's it, and just the the total like God. You gave me you gave me exactly what I wanted to take down, both IRL and OO like like an in character mm. at the same time. And I was like, huh, I'm obliterate this twink, and like on site. It's on site, Kevin. It's, <laughs> it's still on site. Oh my god. It also doesn't help that the heist was very stressful for me. Yeah, that I didn't, was, that was, didn't. The heist was a this was just a very stressful thing. I didn't think it would go on as long as it did. Uh, and yeah, many other things about it. Yeah. So like and unfortunately, unfortunately I have to put I have to put all my my stress <laughs> into someone. And I want to put it to the fucker who didn't mind his own business, continues to not mind his own business, is about to get got in season three. That's what I want, actually. I want to put Kevin's head on, like, like a golf putt thing and just putt that fucker in the middle of the goddamn hallway. Let's do it in Vlagos. It seems acceptable there. Honestly, that should have been our biggest tip-off if we had known Kevin was in that room because he didn't say anything. But if we had known it was Kevin in that room and you closed that door, we should have known right away it wasn't Australia. <laughs> As it was, I'm like, I can't believe. I'm like, we That's might, so yeah, weird. we had known something was legit. I up can't believe Aki personally. Aki can't let this man go. Yeah, and I'm like, but I don't know anything. I can't say anything. Mm. I'm an Oscar nominee, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think part- I think Ileana's biggest thing with Kevin was just it was after finding out about the doppelganger because there was a mm. lot of like after that like oh i technically yeah. never personally dumisa technically did but i did yeah. not so i have zero feelings about kevin <laughs> i'm like i don't know he was a dude i guess we hate him sure the party hates him i can hate him i have no uh, problem with that he, he was definitely designed to be incredibly hateable 
I wanted a nice, fun, just, you, this is not a person uh, that you, you're going to want to get along with or anything like that. Three seconds that we met him when we were doing the, like, the exchange, he came across as very smarmy. Kevin comes yeah. across as someone who doesn't wash his ass, and I just want to put that out into the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, moments that we didn't get to get into, into if there's like a thing that you wanted to do that we just just never got around to having the time for, or you know, for me especially, there there are a couple of plot threads and stuff that like uh, I ended up uh, not using, like uh, simply because everything around the heist took a little bit longer than I was expecting. There were some, some stuff in Naxos that I ended up cutting just for time's sake. Yeah, mine would have just been spend more time with. With the new family, or I mm. guess old original. Nah, none of that sounds correct. Just with the family would have been the biological great. family. Yeah, I mean, even even the adoptive, they came along as well. That would have been kind of cute, mm. but that's that's how shit crumbles. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it, it was also just like a learning experience for me uh, running things. So <laughs> me heists <laughs> question mark. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it, I guess this was just like, it was the circumstances of everything going on. I also wasn't expecting Mero to go talk to their dad. That added and, an extra complication, yeah. Yeah, it definitely added an extra complication of me just being like, literally letting take no, nothing good is going to come of this. So I hope you're prepared. And yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was, uh, and I mean, the next question, uh, I mean, I feel like this one can be answered by everybody. Uh, but like, what was your favorite, like, reveal uh, of the season? Like, my favorite, my favorite is always just, like getting into the gods and all of that stuff, because that that is such a I absolutely love the whole everything with the gods. Like, they are horrible, horrible people who have managed to trick everybody into thinking that they aren't. That was a great one, but I will actually often have to say the one thing that was like shocking of Ileana's like lore just getting dumped of her being a dust walker. Mm. And it was also kind of like the most satisfactory bit too, because yeah. <laughs> Stress yeah. off the shoulders. <laughs> I think my favorite reveals were um both Demisa finding out that, oh, your trauma's worse than you thought, a um, and also finding out just like how nasty Doanne is. Like, sucks yeah. Romero, I'm so sorry, but also, oof, that's 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 good stuff there. Yeah, the Doanne stuff is so goddamn slimy. That's another man who doesn't wash his ass. Doanne. Um I I like this reveal because I got to be a part of it. The the ending. <laughs> yeah. Too. That one was fun. Um, I I will say I did not like playing trail like that, but I was doing some weird um, some weird uh like method acting there. Jesus, it was yeah. um, yeah, it was weird. It was I had to play Estrella, but how Talon thinks she acts because they have had a convert. They have had half a conversation. Yeah, and Talon thinks you're. Very smart and very capable, uh, and thinks your friends will be your downfall. Also, thinks you're a lot like him. 
Well, on a on a scary note, low key, yeah. I mean, they do got a couple similarities besides like the face. Mm. She do look more like Talon than um, Kyria. Mm. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it's definitely like Straya could be pretty ruthless. I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, season three, man. Villains budget. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That art. Art so good. I have not started mm. on Groons is what I just realized. I have everybody else is at a really comfortable place, including Ileana's, but there's no Briar string. I just realized I haven't touched Groons yet. Okay, I gotta do that tonight. But as mm. continue. Sorry. Hey, good. Um, you know, anybody else have any other reveals about uh, for the season that they really enjoyed? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah. This one, true. this one's not really a real reveal per se. I just most more so like um, uh, what was it when when Groon basically started putting shit together and went <laughs> no more, no more nice goblin. I'm still a nice goblin, but no more. Fuck you, you're a very bad man. Just, just all of that. Like, it's adorable, but it was all. I'm glad that went over well with you, because out of, out of character, that was a very uh, stressful moment. Because it's like I kind of talked to Bree about what I was gonna do, and I mean, I, I, I was more than happy to let you lead that because it is her character, and your character's big. Big moment for the season, and I, I was, I was very happy with how. Yeah, but out of character, I, I was terrified. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the trope where the character has had too much, and then they snap, and it's like, and then they do something really big. Uh, so, so for me, that was Grun's had several of those. Okay, there's the killing the man with, with, with like sheer force of you did a bad thing. Um. And then uh, setting people's houses on fire, and then setting um, your own shit on fire. That's all good stuff, actually. That's like some one that's cool imagery, if you want to think of it that. And, and and two, it was just nice. It was like cathartic. I was I was low key living through Groon <laughs> vicariously <laughs> during those moments. It was very, it was nice. It was well, it was well executed, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Green and Mero had like the best character arcs this season. Very, very, like they were like um, mm-hmm. parallel but opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 You're correct. Actually, they are quite. They are quite parallel because if you're thinking about it, it's just two religious crises. Yeah. Crises. Um, and they're both on the opposite scales of it. You know, uh, Green yeah, yeah. worships the sealed. That's the sun, and uh, Mero's dad is Doan, which is like. Super death. So it's just, you know, it's that's some, that's fucking, that's poetic. And then somehow you adopted Maru's color palette. You took the red right out of them. Because <laughs> they, they don't got red anymore. Yeah. Or at least true. not, 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 not an abundance of red uh, anymore. But I, I'm here for it. I'm down for it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Let's see. I guess the next question is for you, Sparlock. Who is Groon emotionally? I am glad that Groon is not like completely human because like you know shorter like i imagine myself personally would be going through like a terrible like depression at this point but i think 
Grune is, I don't know whether I want to use the word like strong because it's not necessarily a strength, mm. but she's further along in her grief than I would be personally and has uh, achieved the angry, I'm going to figure out how to fucking kill this sociopath stage. If you wanna if you wanna think about it, Grun does technically travel with her besties 24-7. She's never really alone per se, which is helpful in times of grief. That's true. That's that's very true. Um like having people there is a huge thing. As we've definitely discovered, like as a world in the last year. Oh yeah. Um, Grun's also ha having similar, like, once again, the similar crisis. So you're also not alone in, in realizing the gods are complete disappointments and have been for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, th the big thing is that she's coming out of this with a, mm. a, if anything, a stronger sense of purpose than she had. Um, starting out, like, galvanized. I think that's a good word. Yes. Good galvanized is a, is a very good word. Um, you know. Uh, so next up, we have NAG&G, &G, modern AU. What would your character's jobs be? Aki and I have discussed this at length. I know yes. you have. <laughs> <laughs> Timisa would be a, from an ex-biker gang. Is now either a roadie or a mechanic. Um, <laughs> depending on which modern AU we're going with, the stray yeah. is either a very good student who's super popular, probably a sorority sister if we're thinking about it, that kind of vibe, or or she's traveling the the world, or at least cross country on her band, <laughs> and maybe Jimmy's groupie. You, you need a buff roadie. Yeah. Um, I think Mero would just be a librarian. A librarian oh, who does, like, rock climbing on the weekends. You know, something like that. Or I guess in Mero's case, yeah. I don't know, judo. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, kickboxing, maybe. Yeah. Or they do, like, one of those mobile libraries, you know? Like, you put a bunch of books in a van and you drive to, like, impoverished neighborhood and get to libraries. Mm-hmm. Probably, honestly, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I could see them doing that. Ili okay, listen, my, my modern AU for, like, Ileana and um, Eric is quite literally just, you know, the florist ex-tattoo artist AUs? Yes. That. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It should be self-explanatory which one is which. Eric is obviously the florist. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a question of, is it, like, do you take your character from the beginning of their life and their general motivations or do you take them from where they've ended up and kind of transplant them because it could with your heart it, it would go either <laughs> like i can see demolitions expert yes or or like the sweetest nurse or be like one yes. of those people who oh. make like uh art with metal and a blowtorch Oh, yeah, that'd be cute, too. Look me in the eye and tell me that Grun would not be into glass blowing. 
Oh, Gloop Groon would probably yeah. definitely be the last one. Fire, but you can make cool stuff with it. Oh, yeah. That mm. the vibe is so correct. And, like, it, yes, Groon probably would make some amazing fucking art out of that. But I just also think Groon would genuinely enjoy destroying it afterwards because it's glass. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just want to break shit. Maybe Gurren would just like work at one of those places where you just pay people to 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 break things. Oh, I just thought of something. Um, okay. Uh, uh-huh. Um, have y'all seen the sitcom Modern Family? I'm familiar with it. It's just fucking Estrella, and if you include her entire her entire family, just the all of them, all of them, and then Dubisa gets added in through through dating marriage. <laughs> Oh, what a disappointing series. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that disappointing. It's kind of funny. But, like, yeah, no, that's exactly what it would have been. It would have been a modern family sitcom. Because, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Strilla is still away from her computer. Um, So we will move on. We we might come back and ask when Shirley gets back. Uh, So, yeah, I guess the next question is, Favorite donut in character? Like, that's even a question. Under the bed donut. Obviously. <laughs> oh, Groon. <laughs> I hope that's like the kitchen sink cookie and not literally a donut you found under the bed, but I think it's probably a donut. I, it's more of a storage space, you know? You don't finish the donut. It's kind of like if people who eat cold pizza, which is absolutely me, Right? You don't finish the donut and you stick it under the bed and it's even better the next morning. Oh. Or a couple months wow. later. No! Oh <laughs> Marination, huh? The extra flavors of dust and bunnies. Um, I think Astrea's uh, favorite donuts would be, well, firstly, she doesn't eat much um, sweets. So uh, I think generally speaking, she would prefer something that's like lighter. So not like chocolate filled with chocolate, glazed with chocolate, with chocolate spring, like nothing like that. That's way too much. But she'd like something simple, like just your your standard glaze or your standard jelly filled or your sound, standard powdered donut. Very simple. I think I- I've actually heard this in canon, but do we? Yeah, oh, I fucking bet. I, I think the jelly donuts are like really sweet. Like if you're avoiding the sweet, it'd probably more be more of a glazed, wouldn't it? Um, it it highly depends how and what they make the donut out of because this is something Australia and I both share. We both don't like sweet things, so um, I only eat two donuts ever, and that's if it's jelly filled with um some sort of jam. And it's usually got to be like a strawberry uh, or like a blueberry. Um, Some or part. Yeah. Or um, I mm. eat, they, they are chocolate donuts and they're glazed, but they're just regular, they're just glazed with very little sugar. Mm-hmm. So I get a chocolatey flavor. I don't even like it. If I'm being 100% honest, I eat it when I feel like, ah, this this my blood sugar tanking. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. What is Ileana's favorite donut? Chocolate with sprinkles. Yeah. Did also, you hear that? Sorry. Yeah, we did. Uh, and also going back to the last question, just because I, I really want to hear your. Um, and uh, it was just the, if the 
the G&G, modern AU, what would your character's job be? I totally think Ileana would totally legit run, like, some witchy shop, but not, like, your normal, like, anticipated shop. More like, uh, like, Catelyn's Books. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's really fucking cool online. They have, like, the old apothecary-style um, shelving in their store. Um, it's really neat, and it's on my bucket list to go there. So, probably be, like, apothecary, like, witchy store, or actually be, like, an herbalist, um, home remedy-type situation. Ah, uh, yes. My my personal suggestion was that Ileana and Eric are would be, like, the living versions of that florist ex-tattoo artist AU. And Eric is obviously the florist. Yeah, obvious fucking okay? <laughs> Only succulents. It's actually horrible if you want to think about it this way, but like if Eric touches a plant, it dies. And if you if you want proof, um Iliado's right there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she went there. I have no objections to it. I will actually point this out that um Aubrey and I actually at one point in time in one of our roleplay threads, we actually have Grant Ward as a tattoo artist. Yeah, so, it's honestly um, that there's very few AUs that we probably haven't written. Yeah, technically, probably, but but that's that's one of them. Grant's the tattoo artist in that reality, so yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, next question is, ooh, this one's gonna be fun. Favorite guest? Captain. From yeah, Captain the captain captain does technically count. Captain did guest in the season. Definitely the captain. <laughs> it was twenty-five words of pure fucking bliss. Okay, poor other guests. They're gonna think we don't like them. Oh God, no! They understand. No, we love them. It's I'm just no, I love the captain. Dusty. Dusty. I mean, I am aware. I, I am personally a little in love with both the captain and C. But yeah. Amir was my favorite from season two. Joanna and Joanna slash Dusty was absolutely my favorite, and partially part of that has to do with Dusty's voice. I'm not getting <laughs> Dusty. Dusty is a good. Voice. <laughs> yes, Dusty is a very good voice. I pointed um, that out, I think, our first night with him guesting, that I was literally like, you have, like, the perfect voice for radio, and I love it. Uh, like, I can listen to Dusty probably narrate something, like, God, Old Gods of Appalachia, but maybe, like, something else, obviously, because I really, really love Steve, on the, Steve and Cam on that show, but, like, I'm just saying, like, he could do a um, fictional thing, and I'd totally be down to... Listen mm. to it because Dusty has that voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. All of I'm, these other projects that Dusty is on. Yep, I will mm -hmm. say because because mm. Alyssa and Dusty were my friends first, technically. Ha! Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you bitches are listening. Vardok, I liked way more than both of you. Just, Vardok, <laughs> Vardok was was here. Bardock was, was, I don't even think was queer, but then became on the spot. Bardock mm. went at monster fucker rights. <laughs> Bardock went, awesome. yeah, yeah, Bardock was, was in it and stayed in it. And it was very funny. Um, mm. Alyssa already knows I, I love Alyssa, but I hate uh, Amir. Amir even has. I hated it. Even I hated Amir by the end because I was like, hey, Alyssa, I need you to come in and do this one specific thing. Alyssa did not do the specific thing no. that I needed them to do. And I was literally like, oh, God. I... Amir is, um, personality-wise, reminds actually reminds me of somebody I know IRL, and that is a person that I don't like. And so, unfortunately, I have, hmm. um, 
ha- half of the spite <laughs> I, I will say I think was out of character and then became in character. Yeah, but funny. I was nice to Amir at the very end. That that bitch had eight hours of non-detection and then took Marrow's horse and the rest of our carts. Yeah. Amir did everything Denisa asked of, of them. So um they're cool and Amir is my favorite because they did crime for me. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Joanna Joanna also um technically made Mexico canon yeah. in this universe. I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of, aware of how much chaos that was going to cause, and I have already stated that you can, you will never go to Mexico because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Tragedy. I also don't Tragedy. want to run a Tragedy. game set in Mexico. Why? Are you afraid of Mexico? Not really. I just don't want to run anything Pathfinder-wise in a current world, in like our world. The real yeah, world has no interest for her. Not, Not really. to mention, have you even been to Mexico? I have never been to Mexico. Like I, that, I would have, be, yes. that would be hard to do legit, um, like and avoid just ending up some sort of like stereotype or whatnot. You know, that is also sometimes my worry about doing something like that. And also it's just I also did not realize a lot about the Dustyverse and how much of a pain in the ass it is for me. <laughs> the the Dustyverse does Dusty have their own okay, verse? It, yes, it's, yeah, it's... Dusty connects all of their PCs or OCs mm-hmm. together, and it has like to the point where they have families, uh, lineages, and it's like several different families too, and stuff like that. So it's like. Every PC is kind of connected in some way. The bane of my existence. I fucking I still, love it. Okay, so small sure tangent. Add a bear um, to that list. Small tangent. Um, on the note of that, um, there is a fun TikToker that literally can mimic Ryan Reynolds' voice, and he has somehow figured out to how to connect the never-ending story to Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, and um, Labyrinth. And, um, yeah, that was fucking mind-blowing. So, Dusty has just blown my mind now. Um, I mean, it's, it, I, I, uh, you know, I, I always will do the show, but it's just, there's like, I'm prepared for next. <laughs> <laughs> um, and luckily, like, you know, on Audi Mom, technically it's still part of the Dusty Rose. It That's is, new. yeah, I was gonna say, you, you're not that prepared no. then. No, I mean, and, and honestly, it works a lot better because that is set in our current times and world. For the most part. It is actually technically set in the future right now. Oh. Animam. Spoilers! Does not be Animam. Next round table. Next. Mm. Next. Everyone's favorite colors. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's favorite colors. Like, I, I do. Yeah, I don't know if this is in character or out of character. I don't know. It, I've kind of been hinting at it for the past two seasons. For uh-huh. Australia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, be favorite... Oh, yeah, how'd you guess? Oh, wow. Uh, it was really so like subtle. I, I didn't pick up on that at all. N- not at all, right? Just, no. Uh, and her second favorite colors would be like a purple and blue, but that's also pretty subtle. Uh, in a way, you know, it's just um, she's just a bisexual flag. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Green is definitely red. I'm definitely green, depending on, you know, which way they were asking. Oh, um, if it's for me as a person, I don't care. I genuinely, I, I, I love colors, and I simply don't care. No color deserves to be my favorite, and they know that. 
any color in the right context. Um, I think the, uh, I don't know. We'll go with blue, I guess. <laughs> There's a lot of blue. She wears blue, so we'll make it blue. Yeah. I was gonna say, is it not blue? Have you been lying to me? I don't know if it's necessarily her favorite color. I just think it's the color that looks good on her and is thematic. But now it's her favorite. Oh, um, I guess yeah, my, my favorites uh, move between like purples, reds, things like that. I know Tick's favorites are um, purple. Yeah, and, purple's uh, good. Marrow's favorite is orange. That is true. <laughs> How ironic. Tick and orange colored stuff. That's uh, yeah, number lots three, of right? <laughs> Have you seen the art yet? I'll show you after. Yeah, uh, Ileana, what is uh, uh, favorite colors? I guess. Um, I think everyone knows what my favorite color in real life is. If you follow me on Instagram, there is yes. a lot of red in my wardrobe, and it's not just one shade of red. It is like the whole encompassing of the red system. Like, the liney reds, the burgundy reds, everything. Give me all the red. Um, I would say Eliana's favorite color, shockingly, is not green. It is... I think we've actually had this question before and I described it. I think it's more of, like, the... Um, the best way to describe it is more like a dusty rose type color. It's just a very subtle shade type situation. Cool. Uh, what genre of music would each character listen to? Kroon is probably obviously like death metal, right? We're, we're, we're all agreed no, on No, no, close. <laughs> Nintendo metal. Good old uh, dragon force through the fire mm. and flames. Oh, that's true. Yes. Just, it, it, it's got to have like that upbeat, uh, like fiddliness. Mm, sure. And be about fire. I actually thought of the Nintendo Metal before I realized that the one song that everybody knows from the one band is Through the Fire and Flames. Yeah. A good song. This is genre of music would probably be like, um, uh, probably actually like folk and like, um, like bluegrass, like blues and bluegrass. Delta Blues. I was going to say, she likes that, like soft angst. (laughs) I was going to say folk makes sense for Demisa. Yeah. She seems like like the uh, that I, and like just straight up fucking lullabies. I could also see Demisa listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash on her playlist. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm just gonna ask if one specific song is on there because I feel like at some point in time Demisa would just put hurt on Yeah, you, yeah it was one of the first songs that was on the playlist. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, Pretty sure it was almost the first song. Almost. <laughs> I um, have an unbridled passion for that song in like the worst way possible. That's a good song. What is Estrella's genre of music? I think Estrella is just your general indie pop, which is like it's pretty vague if you want to think about it, because technically Little Nas's music counts as pop. Uh, like some of his more recent tracks, I mean, they they fit under. Like, he's a pop star. He fits under this. Uh, but then it's also, like, all that alternative indie shit. So it would be... there. The best way to put it is that that entire vagueness is definitely her range in music. There's definitely lots of upbeat, foddy shit. Like, anything Doja Cat related is... De- There's always one Doja song on Estrella's uh, 
playlists, if I'm being 100% honest, it's just, that's a vibe. It's such a vibe. Uh, and and then it'll range to, like, the sad, mellow shit, like, Conan Gray stuff. So, 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 so that's her range. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, just, just so I answer, um, for Serena, um, stuff like a very indie uh bright eyes things like that for serena um first day of my life definitely is a song that is would definitely be a very serena song see if your characters were body swapped who would you want to play i feel like we answered this question last round but let's answer it again yeah this was this was asked prior that was asked last uh, round table. I read that one and then as one sentence, and the, I'm <laughs> so glad to know they're separate. <laughs> Play monster. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to. You know what? I'm gonna abstain from this question. <laughs> but um, now, okay, I get it now. So character swap. I would like to play uh, Grune actually, just because. God, what a rush. I really, like me as a person, I think I was really living vicariously through group um, for most, for, for like a good portion of the season. And therefore, yes, I too want to be essentially a reformed cleric. And, and I'm not reformed because I saw like, oh, God, here's a new God and, I, and, and the correct God. No, 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 no. Reformed because I had a sheer fucking spite. And just being done with it. That's such a that's such a mood. And so I would really want to play Groon. Yeah, let's make it a swap, because if out of everyone tempted to say Merit, but probably Estrella, just because I enjoy playing bards in general. Not that I do it very often. I've only I'm on my second bard, I think, in our uh other game. Yeah. yeah, the one that I run. Yeah, it, it's it's a little too like close to home, but it's fun <laughs> to do. Yeah, marrow, but with Aki's dice. <laughs> yeah, not my dice. Definitely not Tick's dice. <clears throat> I want Aki's dice. Yeah, that's why you you just gotta keep them very few. I don't have many dice. I just have three sets, and they match my flag, which is the bisexual flag. Which is also Estrella's color scoops. So yeah, that's it. That's it. My Dumisa dice like me the most, though. Which are blue. Fitting. The, the Dumisa dice have been yearning for a lot longer. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen, okay. I've mentioned this really offhandedly before. Estrella dice, how they work is I roll high for like maybe two, like twice in a row, maybe three times in a row. Um, and then, especially when I need it, I do not roll above a ten. I get very low numbers, and that, and I every single time I had to be like, I'm reusing a hero point. Say Estrella dice because they want me dead, but in a dramatic fraction. Uh, the Dumisa dice, I never roll low with, ever. What's that like? It's just ever, and and they're 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 very Dumisa. They're blue gold uh, with some black, and then I have my purple dice, which are just there for me. And they, they are my wild childs. They usually stay in the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trula, if you could be any of the uh, other characters, who would you be? I can't remember what I said the last time. Like, I, I think I said Australia the last time. but Everyone I think said Australia last time. Yeah. 
But I also think <laughs> it's a little bit, I think Ileana would also like to switch bodies with Dumisa as well. One but also going life. back to the fact that I didn't answer the music question earlier. Oh, yeah, answer it. I thought you had. No, I, I had to ask I had to ask Ferris about if Hurt was on the, the playlist because that is like my favorite Johnny Cash song and it feels like a new music song. But anyways, um, Ileana doesn't have a very specific genre. I would just say it's a lot of Secret Sisters, Florence the Machine, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, and um, John Paul White on repeat. <laughs> They're all varying different genres, but they all cohesively go. Yeah. And then uh, I guess we've come to the monster fucker scale. The Kinsey scale of monster fucker. Is that in character or out of character? In character. In character. It's so tiny. I can't read it. Um, You just got to open it on something else and then zoom in. I did. I zoomed in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, In character. Hmm. I feel like I feel like Estrella is probably like a two, uh, which is kind of prefers humans, but wouldn't pass on the opportunity to fuck a cryptid. That's exactly what it says, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure cool. I'm pretty sure Tick was straight up like Marrow's a three, uh, yeah. and, and and a three is equal. Well, uh, oops, equally likely to get caught riding a human or a monster. Hmm. My but respects. Mero's definitely into the furry. Um, <laughs> the way you said it was like, um, I don't know why. I pictured like Elsa, you know, into the unknown, but instead it was into the furry. Groon's definitely an X. Yeah. This is a really easy question for Groon. X is doesn't want to fuck monsters or humans. Yep, that it is. Pisa is probably a zero, maybe a one. <clears throat> really, really, would it would depend, but almost definitely a zero. Cool. Trula, where does Ileana fall on this? She's definitely the same as Dumisa. Definitely prefer your, prefers human, but would consider fucking more humanoid monsters. Awesome. <laughs> This question was, was was brought to you by our sponsors. We have none, but like, thank you <laughs> to Patreon. the person. Yeah, our Patreon. Go go check out our Patreon. Um, There's gonna be a lot of awesome stuff coming there soon. Please. Yeah, eventually. Um, but yeah, thank you to to our freaking community for sending us this image and went question. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You got your answers. <laughs> oh, they were worth it. Uh, and the next one is, uh, what pre-written campaign would you put the camp- uh, the characters in? Um, and I immediately was like, oh, Strike the Thousands, that would be cool. But I didn't, that was the very obvious answer, so I didn't want to do that. So I, I actually went through uh, and read up a bunch of the different uh, like campaigns that have come out for just Pathfinder in general. Uh, and I settled on War for the Crown. Uh, and the description for War of the Crown is... Uh, Crown is... As the political scene in the ancient kingdom of Taldor explodes into chaos, players take the rules of agents, advocates, and saboteurs working for Princess uh, uh, Etropoc- Etropia yeah. uh, to, help, okay. uh, to help 
secure her claim to the throne and prevent the nation from from collapsing into civil war. Along the way, the heroes must uncover the secret, hidden secrets of Taldor's past, many deliberately hidden, and grow from relative nobodies to powerful politicians, spy masters, and uh, in the dead, deadliest political arena in the inner. I like that a lot. Mistray uh, fit in very perfectly. very well. Uh, remember the uh, Bard College? Yes, that we were, is that, that it? That, that's, 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 yes! that's part of this campaign. Yes, I would never leave school. <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, there's a bar like college a, in Taldor. Yeah, it has like, it's like, it, it's, it's a college specifically to train bards. And when I found out, I was like, yep. oh my god, I'm so happy. For a fun, unannounced project. Shh. No, shut mm. up. We can't talk about it yet. No. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, the only other, the only other, uh, one that I know the most about and think it would also work would be Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Um, yeah, but we would just turn into anime tournament style, but we're a group. So, yeah, and and this would, this would be where, where, where definitely our frontliners shine very, very much so. Uh, and then the rest of us will be like, okay, are they done? Cool. And then we drop like six trees on the enemy. Because like you start yeah. out at a really high level too. So. Sort of at so. level 10, I believe. Yeah. So it's like, you mm. know, we get to feel cool and be cool. And that's the yeah. whole thing. It's a very anime arc, a mm. tournament arc vibe. And I feel like we do pretty well in a tournament arc. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, there the were a few other ones I was looking at, which was uh, uh, the other one has just become one of my favorites recently uh, is Hell's Rebels. Uh, which is all about uh, starting a revolution in a in Cheliax, which is uh, a nation ruled by demons, essentially. Uh, I mean, if anybody else has anything they want to toss in here, or just like adventures, you would put these characters in. I don't know about everyone, but I think Rune would like to be part of. I only know the five E campaigns really, mm-hmm. but Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden. Wide open spaces, like mm. no demons or dragons that are resistant to fire, and no worries about starting forest fires because everything's covered in snow. It's like perfect. Very true. I don't know, like any adventures, pre written adventures for mm. anything because I've never played them. Uh, Descent into the Avernus is the only, the closest I've ever come to playing one. I think I've played mm. like three sessions. <laughs> No, you played more than three sessions. Oh, that's not true. I played um, Tomb of Annihilation also. Not all of it, but I played like the last half. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also you also my played very more, first than, more than three sessions of Descent into Avernus. You play. You came in relatively early on, and you guys got about halfway through. We moved I think on. We only played. Well, I was only in it for like five sessions. We didn't get very far. Every five sessions. I mean, that was my introduction, and then we just stopped. Yeah. Well, we all got a little bit busy uh, around this, that time, and then we, I was like, hey, let's try out Monster of the Week, because I wanted a break from running 5e, because I was starting to just dislike 5e a lot at that point. And then Blast we... Me. Yeah, and then we went and have podcast, podcast. Yeah, Pathfinder. Um, I think it would but, be fun to throw us into Tomb of Annihilation, though, like the party. Yeah, Tomb of Annihilation. I don't think we'd survive it, but I think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are a couple of uh, Pathfinder... Ones that are very similar to Tomb of Annihilation, where it's just like, you gotta uncover this ancient mystery. Like, Mummy's Mask is very... But if uh, Tomb of the Annihilation was set in, like, ancient Egypt. 
I do not want to know what Grun would do to Chult. It would be <laughs> like an ecological disaster. Yeah, nope, that's... Uh... But hey, you get to ride dinosaurs. Um, but yes, um, honestly, I'm not sure about this next one. If you uh, port the character to any other system, like what would what they what would they be playbook? Um, mentioned things like Monster of the Week, things like that. Easy, Demisa would be the wronged in yep. Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Monster of the Week. I think we all know Ileana would probably be divine in that one. Yet again, I have a thing about the divine book, and most of my characters pretty much could fit into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. If we're going based on Monster of the Week, I feel like Estrella goes from mundane to something else. Chosen one? Probably Chosen one, yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, it feels, that one? it feels like that. <laughs> season one is mundane. Season two is Chosen one. Season three is fucked. Karun <laughs> 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 would probably be, like, what? Spellslinger? Yeah, definitely. Or the Hex. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, there's a stronger, well, not a stronger, there's a more chaotic Spellslinger, and that's Hex. I only know, like, I, I know D20 systems. That's kind of my That's valid. whole thing. Uh, I, I just have emotional connections to them for reasons. It's valid. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what would the party be like in Lancer? Okay. Very, I, don't very, think I have no anyone, idea. I don't think anyone else besides us to know what Lancer yeah. is. And the best way to put it is that Lancer is just um, like a mecha anime. TTRPG, mm. um, and and like I thought this, I thought this like all day. Um, okay, Marrow is just a offensive striker. Mm. Dumisa it has a decent balance between offensive striking and defending. <laughs> Ileana is also an offensive striker, but one hundred percent artillery based, so it has to be ranged. Uh, Grun is support main. Yeah, it- is there like has a, a gun? Is, is there like a mad scientist that like works on the machines and makes explosives Tec- while cackling? Technically, you make you Read give your, your yourself. Yep. Technically, you play yourself, but your your lancer mech is mm. is different. And mm. I'm just going based off of mechs alone. Because yeah. if it's character built wise, you you are very you're pretty customizable. Honestly, yeah. but you can do a lot. Um, but yeah, Groom would definitely be support based, but then has a gun. Um, Groom would also have like like the big ass cannons, you know, like how um, Groom would just have fucking Vim's build. Groom is Vim. Yeah. Um, and um, and and Estrella is support controller based, so uh, with drones and stuff. And I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I think we have uh, come to the end of the questions for this roundtable. We have, we have. Nice. Yeah, we had a pretty good time. It's been a whole, it's been a whole two seasons. We're getting really close to our anniversary too, huh? Oh yeah, seriously, that is, that is only a couple of weeks away. Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're actually, you're dropping this on the 10th, right? This Friday. Uh, yeah, I'm going to drop this upcoming. Okay, this well then, Friday. like, next week, basically, is our first um, hmm. uh, anniversary, first yeah. year anniversary for a podcast, which is really, really nice. I think we did pretty well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, almost to 2,000 followers on Twitter, uh, getting close to 6,500 uh, total plays, uh, you know, have a Patreon and all this other stuff. Like, uh, I am very, very proud of what we have. We did it all during COVID. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a flex, in my opinion. That's a well-deserved flex. Yeah. No, it's a... You know, this is, a, I guess, partially like, uh, hey, we're almost at a year. Maybe we'll do something fun for the year, depending. Woo. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So the first episode of uh, To Hunt the Moon comes out this week. Uh, and we'll be going through pretty much the rest of the month. And we'll, uh, beginning of October uh, is when Blood of Kings will come back. And we'll, we will actually start recording it pretty soon. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's... It's a lot of fun things planned. Lots of growth. Yeah. Lots of development. Lots of growth, lots of development. And, uh, you know, also a lot of other really cool things. We're going to start finally having uh, a little bit more content on our Patreon. Uh, I've said this on other things. Uh, I'm going to say it again just because I feel like I should reiterate it. Uh, Patreon, um, for Season 3, I will be making all of our battle maps. In, and I will be putting those up on our Patreon, along with the episodes. So you can see the battle maps and download them and use them in your games. Uh, we are going to have a lot more exclusive Patreon content. Uh, currently, we are in the middle of recording Nowhere, which is our Lancer mini campaign with uh, most everyone from Bring Your Own Mech plus Tommy, um, which is a lot of fun. We had one recorded the first session zero and the first episode. and. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Uh, other various awesome things that we're recording over the next few weeks, months. There will be more exclusive content up there now that we have uh, have uh, sort of figured out uh, what we're doing. And, uh, you know, Animam will be back eventually. I don't want to put a date on it as we're still building our own uh, Power by the Apocalypse system for it. Anyone else have any announcements before we say the words? Nah. <laughs> awesome. Eat those vegetables. Yeah, eat, make sure you eat your vegetables. Or, you know, the captain will know. I fuck you, Craig. Knows. Get out of here, Craig. <laughs> Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.